Uh, my grandpa, Krupp, uh, came from a family that was known for being a bit of trouble. Um, and my grandma, Krupp, her family were uh, not, they were not German speakers and they were Episcopalian. So the horror when they got married was great. Uh, both families rejected them and that's how we ended up in Flint. My, truly. <laughs> Actually, side note, sorry, this all happened uh, and there was a, between two families and there was a farm in between those two families and it was Jerry Vinky's family's farm. Isn't that funny? So it's probably his fault. But uh, so they came to Flint um, and while they were there, grandpa went to mass every day, but because he had married wrong, uh, he wasn't allowed to sit in church or to do any of the responses. He said back then, you had to stand in back of church. Uh, you couldn't make any of the mass responses and you certainly couldn't go to communion. And what my grandma always said is, Catholics were so nasty to her, she said that I decided I was never going to be a Catholic. Uh, they got a new priest at their parish and the first morning he went and stood in back with all the people who weren't allowed to sit at mass. And he said, good morning. And he said, can I, can I help you so you can pray with us? And grandma said, and I quote, I gave him a piece of my mind. And then he tried again the next week and the next week. And she just, she said, he was just the sweetest boy. So one day she said, yes. And a year later, grandma Krupp became Catholic. And that priest gave her a rosary when she was baptized. So jump ahead, I think, 300 years. And I go to grandma to tell her I'm going to go into seminary. And she wasn't entirely pleased with the idea. Yeah, She said, you need to get married and have a ton of kids. Uh, but um, it was a little tough for her. But about my third year of seminary, uh, I went to visit her and she said, I really thought about this and I asked the Lord, he said I was being selfish. Uh, she said, you be a priest, but I need you to be a priest like Father Tony. And so she gave me the rosary he gave her. Um, and I have that rosary, so I don't carry it because I'm terrified of breaking it or losing it, yeah? When Father Tony, this is Father McCroskey, do you remember him, Monsignor McCroskey? Anyone remember him? Bardnowski, how about either of these guys? Anyway, when he went to be, when he hit his 50th anniversary as a priest, I told him, I'm here because, what was it at that point? It was 70 years before, or I can't remember. You were kind to my grandma, uh, and you led her to the faith, and because of that, I'm Catholic, and I'm a priest. I gave him back the rosary. Um, at that point, and then he gave it back. He, he said he's got plenty. But I say all this because I just think of beautiful Father Anthony McCroskey, yeah? That his first year as a priest, it was simple, he was kind. And you follow that chain, I don't know how many years later, and there's a whole ton of my people in my family, and we're all Catholic-ish, uh, varying degrees of it. But it all started with him, and I'm so grateful. And I literally think of this story every time we celebrate Anne and Joachim. We just have no idea.
of what one good decision, we have no idea of the fruit it will bear. Because God is powerful and goodness is powerful. And its echo lasts much longer than our lifetime. So I think today, Saints Anne and Joachim want to remind us that every decision matters, huh? They want to remind us that the little things matter and that love is never, ever wasted. If we can't see the fruit, that's okay. It's not our job to see fruit. It's just our job to be faithful. So through their intercession, may God grant us the strength and the integrity and the awareness to give our yes to the Lord every chance we get, small or big, and to trust that the echoes of such a thing last forever. Amen.